Hey, Upper East Siders. We have the air conditioner on. Oh, no! <laughs> Guys, we just trying to stay cool. Hey, Upper East Siders. Welcome back to XOXO, a Gossip Girl podcast. She's Kristen. And she's Amanda. And we're talking about Gossip Girl episode by episode. So if you aren't caught up or you want to start watching, you should. This One, is a great how time. How dare you to... How dare you? Yeah, honestly, people. Get on our level. Seriously, this is a, a, a hardcore piece of history you're missing out on. For real. It's my childhood, or more like adolescence wrapped up yeah, in Yeah, it really show. is. Very, very nostalgic. Oh, yes, baby. So in this episode, we are talking about episode seven of season one, Victor Vitrola, <gasps> which... Apparently, according to last week's episode, I love dearly. I it's the best because episode six didn't even matter to me. I mean, to be fair, and I, it truly sounds like I'm saying this every single episode. This is one of my favorite, like all time favorite episodes of Gossip Girl. It because it like it puts so many things in motion. It does. No, it's a huge. It is essential to the plot. Of Gossip Girl. It is an essential episode. It's not just a freebie episode. No. It is very crucial to a whole lot of things. Absolutely. Yes. My first note. Yep. And I'm Googling it right now to make sure. The drag queen in <gasps> that episode. I'm fairly certain it's Billy Porter. I think you're right. No, I think you're right. Which gives me life. <laughs> I love that so much um googling i'm googling. googling we're on imdb as we speak people do this you feel is... like you're here with us do you feel it he could just be an unlisted you could... he could just be an unlisted but that's shady because he's a line yeah were they that they repeat twice i know not right well i'm gonna say it's definitely billy <laughs> <laughs> because that makes me feel great regardless he's great he, so great he's so great i live for it yep i also love that opening scene i know i love it so much i love the way that it's filmed i love that they start in the old timey film and then they they crackle it into reality so that you realize that this isn't another dream sequence that it is something that's actually actively going to be a part of what we're seeing yes um and i think it's amazing it's so good. I know. I love it. So let's let's talk about it. The club. Yeah. We we are set up at this club because Chuck wants to has acquired a burlesque club that he wants to pitch to his dad to be a business opportunity and to show his dad that he is serious about actually making money on his own in some sort of way. Yes, which I which I loved. I literally just said that. But his face Chuck's face when Bart is mm -hmm. like, "This, this is the first time any you've been interested in anything," and he's like, "I'm gonna go and meet you, and we'll like talk about it." And he looks like, like a child. Yeah, in that yes. moment, like a child. I don't like when is when you show your dad or your parent that thing you drew. Yeah, and they're yeah. just so proud of you, mm -hmm. and they have you have that like, like he has pride in himself, which I. Which is nice to see in Chuck because he's so cynical. He's very cynical, and up until this point, he's been very unrelatable in a lot of ways. Yeah, he's definitely up until this point has been a caricature. I mean, like I have, yes. I've made my hatred for him very clear. Yeah. But in this moment, there is like definite 
three dimension. To yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're starting to we're starting to get into it. We're starting to get into his parents' stuff. We're starting to get into like what his whole issue is that like maybe him being a legacy just like it isn't enough. He acts like it's enough, but it's not it's enough. Not. Uh, and and it is cool to see. I think it's it is very indicative that Blair is there at the beginning of the episode, and Blair is the one there who's going it over with going it over it with him and like supporting him. I love that he enlisted Blair. I thought yes. that was I thought that was an interesting, very telling, and very telling choice. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like with Chuck so interesting because. He totally, he doesn't deny the world, but he, he like, is, has, like, a full awareness of, the, like, the fakeness of the world, yeah. of the Upper East Side that he's in. Yeah. But he's also, like, completely and totally absorbed in it, because like, yes. it's all he knows. Yep. So to have his dad be interested in, like, a business proposal that he wrote up, because it's all, like, he's been trained to know how to do, mm-hmm. is, it's like, a new level of... I don't know, like vulnerability and like closeness. I don't yes, know. it's just it was really nice. It was to nice. See. No, it was definitely, definitely nice. Uh, there's a lot of making out in this episode. Yes, Amanda. Yes, so much. There's so much making out. They're leaning up against the school, right? Yep. So much people. Like it's a, it's a lot. It's I mean, a I, lot. I thought it was cute. I, you, normally, yes. those scenes I like cringe a little bit, but with that one specifically. The dialogue in it was so n- nice. Yeah, it was like, nice. No, it was nice. There is a lot of really nice dialogue in this episode. Um, and a lot of very fun teasing. Yes. I think, finally, so much of the teasing that, like, especially Dan gets is pretty awful. Um, and this was a lot of actual, like, flirty teasing. And, like, and even from, like, his peers, it was, like, normal teasing, which I thought was, like, Yes, you finally refreshing. get a sense that... Dan is friends yeah. now, you know. Um, it was I, I'm I was already a fan. I like everything, just everything about this episode. Okay, maybe I do like it. I made fun of myself for like not liking it. No, I just, like, you liked it. it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, so the one of the big things in this episode is uh, sex. <laughs> So much sex. And whether they're going to have it or not, Amanda has a lot of feelings on so this. So much sex. Uh, yes. So, Dan is a virgin. Correct. And he's a little bit pretentious about being a virgin. To say the least. Because he didn't, I guess he just didn't think anybody wanted to have sex with him, so he had to just make this excuse about it. And so he, like, comes up with, like, it's like art, you can't rush it. And Bond. he also... This in the same sort of manner that we've been talking about, he really like almost uh, idolizes Serena in a way. Yeah. Um, so which is very very much like happens. I feel like when you're younger and you just like, and I know I did this too. When you like are finally in a relationship you've been wanting, yeah, you are so judgmental of yourself. Like, yeah. Because you don't want to do anything. That can fuck it up. So yeah. I, now as we're talking, sympathize with Dan. Dun, dun, dun. Especially, like, with the sex thing, because it is so intimate and he really likes her. Yes. 
So that must be really scary. And later we come yeah. to find out that it's actually scary for Serena too. I know. I love that moment. I love it so much. It's so sweet. It really is sweet. And especially because throughout this episode, we will get a lot of tidbits um, from a lot of people treating Serena as if, quite frankly, she's this big old slut. Like, she's so experienced. Vanessa says a whole bunch of things about her yes. and who she has slept with and all Which is so funny because she's so, it seems like she's so far removed from this world, but yet pretty much nails everybody we know yes. that she's fucked, which yes. is interesting Correct. To me. It is interesting. And so, there's just like, it, there's a lot that is said about Serena and treated to Serena as if she must be the master of sex, pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, and so that payoff moment of like being like no this is genuinely different for Serena as well and and I love that she she's that they have that moment where she says I'm scared and he goes wait but you're not a and she's like no 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 I wish and it's a very quick moment of her saying it is quick I wish it's so so quick but it's such a nice if you catch it it's such a nice like just bite from her because it's really telling in that like there is there is a good chance that Serena wishes that she had not um like slept with all these people and if you have I'm not hating on anybody that like has has slept with a bunch of people but like it is cool to hear from her that this is meaningful for her as well right and like that she treats this very differently than what she has treated things before exactly like every it's the first time she's ever had to be, like, truly intimate with another person. Yes. Yeah. And I love that she's nervous. Yeah. Like, I great. love that it's she's a little relatable. bit scared. Yep. Yeah, it is really relatable. Yeah. This was great. No, it was great. And especially, too, I think it's, I think, honestly, whenever anybody is having sex, one of the things that they, everybody just feels like the first time they're having sex, like, they want to seem like they know what they're doing. Exactly. Yes. It's. For everybody. That goes across the board. Yes. Like, and that's, it happens every time you jump into a new a relationship. A new relationship. Yeah, like. every, exactly. Every time you jump into a new relationship, it's totally different. You want to not, well, I guess it is, it is sort of proving to this other person that yeah, you know what you're doing. it's impressing them a little bit. Yeah, it's impressing them and, and showing that, like, you can, you can groove too. Right, and you also um, want to yeah. have sexual chemistry with that other yes. person and you don't want it to be like, you don't want it to feel like it's your fault that the sex is awkward. Yes, on exactly. The first time. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, there's there is a lot of pressure there, and it doesn't matter how many times you've done it. Uh, every situation is, is different, and I love that we're seeing that from Serena, who is someone who is assumed to this should be another walk in the park for her. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. I do. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Also, going back to that window that's broken that Vanessa just keeps walking in. (laughs) Vanessa, Uh, we're making progress, girl, but not enough progress. Get it together. Oh my god! And then this is when she walks in on Dan. This this is the episode. This is when she walks in on Dan, watching an art film that's like fully like you hear. Sex noises. Yes. Yeah, you hear sex noises. There's moaning. There is, it's, it's. And I love how chill she is about it. I know. it's so cool that she's like, I didn't know I was going to catch you watching porn. But like, like, here we are. I know. It's so, and it's like sweet that he's nervous too, I guess. And like. Yeah, it comes from a good place. It It comes from a good place. Though I will say that the, the moment where Vanessa says, like, if it were me with you, it was weird. weird. It was a weird moment. And I understand that her... I don't think her intentions are bad in that moment. And, like, I understand how it's supposed to play. 
but but it's weird. It's weird. It is weird. Um, and I, it, it's also yeah. it's weird because the whole how the last episode ends is like they're going to try and do this friend yeah. thing. Yeah. And they she's doing a really bad job of trying to be his friend. Correct. I would never. And I get maybe they have like a closer intimacy than like yeah. others, but I, me putting myself into that situation, I would want to always kind of, and this maybe is bad, but I would always try and maybe pretend that I'm not bothered by yeah, the situation. Oh, you so I absolutely. wouldn't. So I wouldn't even bring up like yeah. The prospect or even the idea yes. of us being intimate. Because I yeah. want you to think that I'm okay. Yeah, and it's different because, like, I... Because I think it's it's different to say, get, um, Dan, you should probably get rid of the football sheets and Cedric. It's a very different thing to say, if it were me, with you. Those are two very different statements. There, One is seems genuinely helpful and seems like you're not bothered. Seems like the other friend. seems bitter. The other seems bitter, and the other seems... And trying to make you imagine it so that you'll get on board. Yeah. Yeah. But can we also talk about, if it were me with you, I'd want candles. Why do bitches want candles? I don't want candles. I don't Mm -hmm. want candles at all. Unless it's a massage candle, then I'm into it. Then I'm into it. Then I'm into it. But if not... What is with all the fire hazards? I know. Well, that was a serious fire hazard. That that right there was like, (laughs) you are in a loft in Brooklyn... And like, honestly, this is too many candles. There's, there's not enough air candles. circulation. No, there's not enough air circulation. Things are going to get hot in there. If things, if the friction is going to create enough heat, you good. You yeah, good. honestly, like, yeah. let us know, people. Are you into candles no. during sex? Like, for me, candles are very, like, they're. I guess they're meant to relax you. Yeah. I use scented candles only, and I burn one at a time. Correct. Correct. Until it's gone. That's, I don't need yeah. these, like, nonsensical whatever candles yep. for mood and ambiance. No. Nope. I don't know what to turn. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Put, like, one mood light on. That's what I understand. I understand lighting a single candle if you maybe want, like, a mood sort of thing. You don't do ten candles. Yeah. That's. That's Especially behind your bed. No, yeah, think that no. feels like your hair is gonna get singed Correct. off. Correct. Like, uh, have you seen how much hair Blake Lively has? So much. Hair. Serena's got a whole lot of hair. Yes. That's gonna get burned off and then, instantly, girl. Mm. Like she can't put her hair up. It's gonna be awful. Like, yeah, it's so gonna be awful. awful. I'm not into that at all, and I get yeah. like, oh, it's our TV. But like, I'm just, I, it's not something that I have yeah. ever understood in a real sense. Yeah. And on the on the topic of the multiple the multiple sex talks that happened during this episode, I do love the scene between Rufus and Dan when Rufus comes in. He's looking at sensual massages, and he he just goes, "Son," and he goes, "Dad, we've had the talk already." And he goes, "Do you need a refresher?" And he's like, "Etched in my brain, thanks." And I think that's a, a, actually a really fun exchange it is yeah it's a fun exchange and then i love that rufus jumps on the bandwagon of get rid of the football sheets and lose cedric exactly everyone is shitting on cedric and i also like in a more serious way yeah when he's like make sure you're ready and make sure that she's ready correct very important and this show the show in a lot of ways has like been like you know we get a lot of scenes of like chuck casually assaulting people and, like, all these other things. But that is a, a genuinely important message. And it is a cool thing to see. And also see a parent being aware that, like, sometimes 
people have sex yes. and like it's a thing that's gonna happen so why not be realistic about it exactly. and like it was it was nice. it was nice no it was it was very nice it was one of those things where i was like okay rufus in this moment you are a bit of a cool dad absolutely but only for this moment but speaking of Rufus, yeah. him and Allison are fighting. Because I think he, I think it's really charged from the fact of how he left Lily in that yep. situation. She, the he, there isn't someone that he can like go back to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he really is now focused on trying to get his marriage to work. Yeah. Which I find weird yep. that this prompted it. Yep. But. Whatever, no judgment. Uh, I love when he hangs up the phone and Dan's like, I think Dan asks a question about, like, what are you talking to mom about? What is that? And he goes, Rufus is like, it's complicated. And then Dan goes, mom's having an affair. It doesn't, I just, it's not that yeah, complicated. Yeah, it's not that complicated. I love that. I know, and that's when, you, that's when Jenny finds out as well because she, like, overhears. Yep. yep. Which is just... There's so much. There's so much that's going on. And this is that same... I guess we, should, we can switch over to Nate. Yeah. That, so he, much Nate this stuff. Is, this is a big Nate episode. Yeah, it is. He, like... It's so sad that he, like, follows his dad, and his dad does a drug deal at the club, and it's just... <sighs> and he has, the, he has the scene with his dad where his dad actively acknowledges that he... It's his and whatever. And it seems like maybe he and Nate are going to have a legitimate conversation. And then he just goes and lies to him again. And then the scene that's even more heartbreaking is him talking to his mom, who is in severe denial, and continues to, like, just completely shit on him. And blame him. And blame that was... You've been so... What is it? She, she says, like, a she, really specific word. She does word. say a really specific word. Uh, if you haven't hadn't been so... Hold on. Mm, I don't think I wrote it down, but I know exactly what you're talking it about. It is so, like, if you hadn't been so, like, not off the rails. Hard to handle. Hard to or, handle. Yeah, something along those lines. Outlandish. Like, something like that. Like, as though Nate is this, like, yeah. truly, like, like Har- wild yeah, child. Yeah, wild kid. Like, he's almost like he's Chuck. Yes, and he's not Chuck. At he's very all. Far he's been, and, and then, but then she goes to list the reasons. She goes, the Dartmouth thing. I'm like, the Dartmouth thing is really causing my father yeah. to like have a drug problem. Like, it's awful, and it's and it's like it's it's so unfortunate because like she denies it at first, denies it, and then just spins on the blame game. And then a moment later that she's done with the blame blame game, she's on to the guilting phase where she's like, Nate. I know that, like, we would do anything for this family. Like, something along those lines that they have these conversations a trillion times. And, like, she's, they, she says something along the times, like, we all need to stick together. And, like, your, your dad is just going through a rough time right now. He's scared and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And jumps back on the trait to, like, you and Blair, though. And, like, it's, She's so brainwashed. She's so, so brainwashed. And it's so sad to see, um... Ugh, it's just so annoying. It's so, so annoying. And we also have Nate, though. Nate, also a little bit in the wrong in this episode, basically trying to buy out Jenny. (laughs) Buy out Jenny not telling Blair. Yes. And it's, like, a little weird. It's a little weird. And then, and I forget, what does he try and give Jenny? Like, chocolates or something? Yes. And then Blair comes in. And then he gives the chocolates to Blair. Yeah, it's so bizarre. There's just so much weird stuff happening and like 
but also like how I I like that Jenny does tell her. Oh, because I she wouldn't know what Blair's gonna find out anyway. Yeah, Blair's gonna find out anyway. It better come. It's better coming from her. She was gonna have a better shot of it coming from her and being able to reestablish a friendship than anything else. Uh, and obviously, I think Blair totally overreacts to Jenny. Uh, She's like, insane. It makes no. It makes no sense that she lashes out at Jenny over this when she knows that it's true. Another case of denial. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, I don't know why you have to like shut up. She always places the blame not on the women. She always places the blame on the girl in the situation, and it's never the girl's fault. The constant in this is Nate. Nate, yeah. So that's where you need to be placing your anger. But I understand to a degree why she is. Why she's like. Afraid, yeah, essentially. Yes, that I get. That I get totally. Um, yeah, because Nate is ever, like all she knows of a boyfriend, you know. Yeah, and I do. I do. I will say, while Blair is a little bit crazy in this episode, I do love uh, the scenes that come after, particularly when she first sees Nate after Jenny tells her. Did you notice? There's like there's this beautiful moment that like Leighton Meester totally nailed, where. Blair has the option either of instantly calling Nate out or pretending like she doesn't know. And there's this, like, blink of a moment where Blair decides that she's not going to tell Nate that she knows until later. And it's so good where she's just like, yeah, no, I'm great. Anything you want to say? Whatever. And it's such a good moment because it's such, like, a power move from her. And you can tell that, like, she's reaching the end with it. That, like... She's done. Yeah. And I like it. It's, yeah. It's going back to Blair, I wanted to point out, mm-hmm. when they're at the dinner together with the, uh, the families. Yeah. She's fully noticing how weird Nate's dad is being. Yeah. Do you think that she's, like, starting to see, like, there's something bigger that's happening yes, here? Yes, I do. I definitely do. She, I think that's why she's on the lookout to, like, kind of be looking out the window for the two of them. I think everybody, I think it's also reaching that boiling point where everybody in the room can tell that something weird is going on. Even Eleanor to an extent, but Eleanor then gets so distracted by the ring that she just ignore, decides to ignore it, which, like again, the ring, ridiculous. Hypnotizing, um, honestly, people. But, yeah, he's so, and again, Nate's dad is so overbearing near Eleanor. It's, it's gross. It's it's almost, like, predatorial. It is. No, no, and, no. And, like, like an addict, like, really frantic. Yes. It's, it shows all of the signs of an addict where he's like, just try the ring on. And she's like, oh, she doesn't want to. Just try the ring on. No, 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 put it on, 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 over and over and over again. And it's so just and so awkward. Ugh. It was gross. It was, it was so gross. It was gross. And then just the scene where Nate is outside with his mm-hmm. father. and That, like, broke my heart a I little know. bit. Like, I cannot, first of all, I cannot believe he punches his son in the face. And I, I don't know. think he can believe he punches no. his son in the face. No, and it's a, that actually is a really well-acted moment of, of, yes. The moment, the beat after where he instantly resents it, instantly regrets doing it. Yes, um, that is true. But, uh, wow, you, to a degree you must be, like, that is insane to I me. I know. No, it is. It's insane, but I will say that it's believable. Like, unfortunately, I've had friends, very luckily, I've never been in that situation, but I've had friends that have been, had not great parental situations, and, like, this is, that is a real life thing that could happen. And I will say that I think, like, it's a great scene of Nate finally being like, no, you need help. And, like, this is clearly the only way I'm going to reach you is if 
we get police involved. Uh, and I don't blame Nate. And I also, I feel like by Nate paying off the doorman after it happens, it, distinct, it distinctly tells me that Nate genuinely thinks that this will help his dad. That he, he's not doing it out of revenge or, or any of these sorts of things. Like, he's not doing it out of just being angry that his dad just punched him in the face. That he's actively doing it because he thinks it'll help him. Yeah. Which is even more sad. It was more sad. And then you find out that it's, it's, it's like, a much bigger deal than just, like, cocaine. Like, poor Nate. Yeah. Hashtag poor Nate. Jesus, God. I love, and I also, like, I Googled this. The financial crash that happens, like, during this time period happens after this episode. Which, like, I found that this, I don't know if they were intentionally, like, trying to be telling or something else or they just wow. used investment and fraud but yeah the, it what we were it was right not right before, i guess kind of like right before it happened wow That's so crazy. i thought that was really interesting that is really interesting wow i know like crazy but i guess i mean embezzlement and fraud has always been like a like a thing oh yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. the show is really grounded in like the current the time current. yeah it, it's so, so current I do find it interesting that they did that. You know, like yeah, they were yes. almost predicted the future. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, so then Blair obviously confronts Nate because she sees it happening and she's like, "Yo, we just gonna pretend this didn't happen just now." I know. And, and he goes, "I've been trying to tell you." Yeah, which is true. Yeah, but I also think. He says it in a way, and this is very, like, this is the kind of thinking that I have with Gilmore Girls and Emily and Richard's relationship. Like, Richard is like, you are so wrapped up in these parties, and I am so wrapped up in my work. And she, he really always trivializes Emily's yes. life. And he, and Nate is doing that same thing with Blair. Yeah, that's such a good example. That's such a good example. And while it is all kind of bullshit, like... It's all that Blair knows, and yeah. Blair is also 16 going on 17. Yeah. So that is all you care about. Yeah. And, the, like I said before, they also, they just, like, they aren't in a real relationship. No, they're not. Neither of them. And, like, he, and it's very clear what that Nate, I don't even think he's trying to be necessarily in a relationship with Blair. I just think that Blair is all he knows. So yes. he, like, is really trying to made to get like have like some sort of support. Yes. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally agree. He is just he's doing what you're supposed to do. Yes. Which is like reach out to your girlfriend, reach out to your whatever. Um and I totally I totally agree with you where I think it's like it doesn't matter in that moment that like Blair is just dealing with parties and he's dealing with more real quote unquote life stuff because it's all relevant to like what is really important to the other and both of them are coming at it from a place of like it just feels like he says that to blatantly attack her and she at the same time is like yo dude like at the same time you have all this stuff going on in your life well then why did you have time to show actual real emotion towards this human versus me. Exactly. And they're both coming to it from just really hurt places. And and 
I don't think either one of them is totally in the wrong. I think they're just like not, they're not in the relationship. No. They don't know one another. And I love, like Blair ends the relationship yeah. with, what does he, I don't, I don't have the line that he says before. Oh God, what does Because he her line is, you know what? I don't. And then she gets in the, his she car, says, she's in his car she and goes. Says, she says, do you love me? He doesn't respond. And she goes, she goes, go deal with your dad. Uh, go deal with your family stuff. They need you right now. You know what? I don't. Yeah, that's done. it. That and is it. Great. And it's yeah. great. And it's so good. It's so, it's it's so, so good. It's so rich. And it is such a good moment for Blair because she's finally standing up for her Person, damn self. Yes. And yeah. being self-sufficient and like, care, yeah, caring about her as opposed to how other people see her in other yes. people's views She of her. actually finally is like letting her emotions be real emotions that means something and actively affect what she does next. Yes. Um, and at the mean and meanwhile, as this has all been going on, Chuck is dealing with his dad at the club, um, whom earlier that day he. he oh my god! The he, awkward moment where he like fully catches Chuck, like just like being real, like not even like making out, just like being like hella sexual. Yeah. With the one of the dancers, dancers and he's yeah. like, I'm not here to like. Like invest in your invest like, amuse in this, and yeah. amusement playground bullshit, uh, and that whole thing where like Chuck's mad, so he like tells Lily about the like Asian woman he right. was with, and like blah blah blah, and it was just like, like so in order to like get back at his dad, he like has to like slyly tell Lily he was with yeah. another woman, and and then he comes back around. Like Bart, yeah, and yes. they come back to the place, and they're like interested, and Chuck's feeling great, and then Chuck admits to him, yeah, his fault, and like Bart is not having it. No, I gave Chuck a lot of credit though that he actually came clean. He could have just pretended that he didn't. I and, think that was yeah, I agree. And I thought that was like a weird. I think it's because you, you want to know what their the relationship with him and his father is weird, but they both I don't know. They both, they're both have, like, honest. They're both honest, and they like, and Chuck at least respects his dad. Yes, he does respect his dad. He definitely respects his dad. Yes, which is like it's it's an interesting, it's a really interesting dynamic. But he definitely respects his dad and what his dad has done, and his dad's money, and his dad's money in that like he has made it. Like he clearly wants to make money on his own mm-hmm. to continue to be a bass, which is why he's doing this whole thing to impress his dad and etc. Um, yes. And so, but, and it's really, it really is nice the moment of like Bart also being like, I can, I see potential in this place. You should set up a legitimate meeting. I'm going to go take care of my stuff. Um, it's refreshing and it's like a look of like, oh, maybe there's potential for this relationship. But it's still so nice. Yeah. I don't know. And it that- is nice. No, it is nice. It's nice to see for Chuck. Um, cause you're like, maybe he'll be less of an asshole now. He's not. He's not going to be a spoiler alert. But, what comes, I love when Blair shows up. Oh, this is just, where we get into the nitty gritty of it. The good shit. The that good good, good that of this good, good. episode. We finally, finally, finally receive what, like the relationship that everyone stands for. Yep. Chuck and Blair. Chair, as Ch- people call them. Chair. That Chair. Is, so funny. It is funny, isn't it? Yes. Only because it's also like the least Sexual. regal or sexy name that you could come up ship name wise. Chair. Chair. I love that. I love they've always had a repartee about yep. them, but it's like heightened. And I love the dancing that she does, even though it's like 
weird, it's but they weird. slow it down and they zoom in on the right places. They do. They do slow. I love they, that everyone's like, "Yes, queens!" Yeah, get literally, it. literally yelling that uh, ahead of its time. Uh, and the only the only thing that I realized after the fact, but again, I love this episode, so I'll totally excuse it. Is that she's like sixteen. I know. But she's like 16, so like, really, she shouldn't be up stripping at the, like... But you want to know, they are so... That's like such a minor thing in the world of the Upper East Side, is like, they've done so much worse, it's like, eh, well... And she's doing a classy, she's doing a classy burlesque show, to be totally fair. Like, that is totally... She's wearing the right undergarments, and like, all the... as, As Blair Waldorf does, um, and it's great. And I really do love the way... That, like, Chuck looks at her when she's on stage. It is actively different than the way he's looked at other... It is less Women. of a meat thing. It, it is, is way less of a, less meat, of a thing. meat thing and way more of a, like, I like seeing another person yes. as a person thing. Yes, yeah. And then they get it on and in the limo. Get it on in the limo. And, and big moment for Chuck... He actually asks for consent of a lady. Finally. Jesus Finally. Christ. Charles Bass, get it together. Get it together. Uh, but it's great. I love it. I love the music that plays. Yes. And when it ramps up and it's like, I want you to know. It's, oh my God, it's amazing. It's yes. Great. I love it. I it's love it so, so much. so good. Can you imagine your first time being in a, in a limo? limo? Okay, one, that takes a lot of coordination. A lot of like, coordination. Like a lot of coordination. Like I know Chuck this Bass is very experienced, advanced. but like Blair is not. No. Um, to be fair, they also have been drinking a little bit. I don't think either one of them is like drunk, but they're a little they, bit yeah, tipsy. Yeah, they've had a couple drinks. So that like makes you a little bit like more like loosey goosey, ready, ready and raring. But as like they say. that's that's where was the limo just driving around aimlessly? Like, aimlessly? Does Chuck? I mean, Chuck almost certainly has a code with his driver. I'm sure. But like I, that's I that's a bumpy ride. If you're uh, even if you're you are like standing still. Even if you're parked somewhere in a car, that's hard to coordinate. Like, I so I know. Just like, and the yeah. like the New York City streets yes. are very unpredictable. Yeah, you stop, you go. You stop, you go. I, and they they really make it out to be this like very like beautiful yes. moment. It would be awful. I it feel would be like. really awful. It'd be really awful. But it's filmed really nicely. It is. Uh, and I also moment. love that I love the slip that yes, she wears. So I love Blair. It so much. I love it so, so much. It's so Blair. And I also I even love the mint green dress that she's wearing earlier. My oh, only yeah. complaint about it is that there are too many accessories. But the reason that those accessories exist is for her later on to be like playing with the pearls and whatnot when yeah. she strips down. So I excuse it. Yes, because it was for the future. It was for the future. I agree. Uh, she's so great though. And it really is a moment of like Blair is so much more herself around Chuck, which has been evident for episodes now, but she's so much more herself around Chuck than she is around Nate. Yeah, because she feels like she has to be somebody around Yeah, Nate. and she's just genuinely who she is around Chuck, and Chuck accepts that, and, and Chuck is who he is around her. And so it's... He, it's and he's really, vulnerable. Yes, and it. he is vulnerable. Yeah, he is vulnerable. This episode all about vulnerability. I was. And yeah, no, I, I unabashedly love this last scene. I love it so so hard so good and i just ah it just hits all the points for me it's so it's so so good um and there's a mo- I, they're also like going back just like slightly there's a moment where like blair gets to the club and chuck's like i know you don't want to talk about it but and she goes relief i feel relief and that's exactly what it seems like blair feels mm-hmm. instantly and i think it's the first time that she's letting herself 
feel that, which is amazing. And like, who knows if she'll continue to feel that way in future episodes. But like, in this moment, she feels really relieved that she finally isn't pretending with Nate anymore. And I think that's like a huge step for her emotionally. Yes. Um, it was so good. It's so good. Everything is so good. Oh, and then oh, this is a, something yeah. Yeah. we should talk about because it segues into the next episode. Jenny goes to Hudson. I know. And has the really weird shot of yep. her in front of the door, like really zoomed in. Yep. And it's like, Mom, I think it's time to come, come home. home. Yeah. Yep. Which is like, it's a weird underlying story that I feel like maybe didn't hit that hard in this episode. No. Um, where like, you know, there's really only one conversation. It's between Vanessa and Jenny where they're talking about like love and whatnot. Love and betrayal because she knows about Nate and Blair. Uh, and it's after she's told Blair. And, uh, and she starts talking about something. Vanessa's like, are we talking about Nate and Blair anymore? Or are we talking about your parents? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it doesn't seem like enough to propel Jenny to go and get her mom. Um, but it's important for future plot. So, exactly. Uh, and I do give Jenny credit that she has the balls to go and do that. Um, she has a lot of gumption. guts. Yeah, she's yeah. got that gumption. Which I like. I know, I know, I know. Um, and then obviously the best line of this entire episode was, you go baby vamp. So. Love it. It's the, the, the absolute best, best moment of this episode. So cute. Um, yeah, this is just such a such a great episode between all of the couples. Yes, um, all of the real true moments. It's not like wrapped up in bullshit. No, it's like, not. It's not. It really is much more down to earth this episode. Um, and there's a lot less fighting, even though like there is still fighting in the episode. It's much less like clawing at one another and much more making actual progress. Yeah, which is so nice. Oh my god. Whose team are you on? Ah, I didn't even think about it, to be totally honest. I didn't write one down either. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to say Team Chuck just because, (gasps) I know, get ready. It's crazy. Because I feel like Chuck gets a lot of really good moments this episode. True. And, like, even though, in retrospect, it probably won't turn out well that, like, he slept with his best friend's girlfriend of, like, a trillion years. Probably not. Probably not. I root. I really found myself rooting so hard for for him in this episode, mm-hmm. and like I haven't really seen that up until now. Um, and I think he's really cool to Blair at the end. He's like a genuine friend to Blair at the end of the episode before they have sex, like where he just takes her in and he's like, "Do you want to talk about it?" And like is there for her and like. I just liked it. I felt like he finally started to become human in this episode. Yes. So I'm Team Chuck. And I'm going to say something. Okay. That I didn't think I would say. And I might have said this in the past, but I don't think I have yet. I think I'm Team Blair. Blair? Yeah. But you want to know what? She finally fucking stood herself. It. She's like totally. It's the first time she's ever let her hair down, you know, <laughs> and just like been yeah. herself. Yes. And like didn't. I mean, like, I said I said in the previous episode that she, like, didn't have as much of a wall up, but she was still Blair. She yes. was still very much, like, into the appearances. Yeah, with the and whole, she, the last episode was the masquerade, like, trying yes. to get Nate to solve this quest. It's very showing. And this time, she is literally and figuratively stripping down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> comedy. And, I, like, just... Letting loose. No, and, she's and a good. good. And not in like a not in a crazy way. In a way that she should be loose. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's one of those things where like her 
jumping from Nate to Chuck, to me, so doesn't seem like a big deal because to me, it doesn't feel like she's been in a relationship with Nate. No, because it has, exactly. It's been over for so long. So and it's just that long. they're finally both acknowledging that it's over. I know, so it's, it's nice. Yeah, it is nice. To see her move on so quickly. And to see her feeling herself. Like, I love that she, like, in this episode, she, like, comes in and she, like, she literally says, she's like, I got moves. And it's like, yes, you do. You do have moves. You don't need to wait for this one guy to come in and, like, and give you all these things that you want. You should, like, be able to go and, like, take what you want and, like, in a, you know, consensual way. But take what you want and, like, do what you want and be confident about you. Don't yes. be so focused on the other person. Be about you. Yeah, and, and in a similar vein, she's not comparing herself to Serena at no. all in this scenario. <laughs> which is such a big step for yeah. her. Oh my god! So oh nice. yes! Oh, oh, and one last thing, and I swear it'll be the last thing that I talk about. The one thing that we did not talk about in this episode is I absolutely loved the scene though, where Dan is comparing himself to Nate, and he's literally breaking down the two of them having sex. That scene to me is like one of the most memorable scenes. I love it so much. They're so funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. Like the ripping up the shirt, the rip, the like the collared shirt. They say something about a shirt being yes. open. Like, does that really work? He's like, oh yeah. So, like, nice touch and, like, all these, like, little things. Yeah, how does the so ha- how's the hair grow? How does that work? Yeah. Does that work? He, like, works every time. Works every time. Yeah, it, it's so great. Yeah, that was really funny. I love that scene so much. Could you imagine filming that? I know. I think about that every time I watch that. Because, like, that's why that scene is also so important early on. The way that it's filmed, what they're wearing, and, like, all of those elements. Because, like, they reincorporate it so many times into the series in these, like, weird little sequences. And this is one of the times where they do it. And, like, not only are they trying to recreate a scene, but they're also trying to, like, break it down and stop it back and forth. And, like, oh, it's so great. I love it so so much. Oh my gosh! Do you have anything else, Amanda? No, man. Other than that, I that this might be this is this is my favorite episode so far. Yeah, it's great. And there have been good ones. Like I really liked the sleepover one as well. Yeah, Daredevil is great. This one takes the cake. Yes, it just makes me feel like little little fuzzies, you know? Yeah. Yes, I would think I actually was clapping when I watched the last scene like I think I like literally was sitting at my computer like by myself and when Chuck and Blair started making out I was like this is so good like just, you can't help but like not feel like just giddy like, about it it's yeah it's a good scene it's a good scene yes alright so where on the internet can they find you Kristen oh you can find me at shut up Kristen all on the interwebs I make mainly YouTube videos and I also just launched a blog and website which is shutupkristen.com so if you want to go and check it out you can find all of my social media there. And how about you, Amanda? You can find me on the internet everywhere at Adventures and Beautifying, except for Twitter. <laughs> oh, the scum. The scum that is Twitter. Honestly, just like make it longer. Mm. Um, but yes, I'm Adventures and Beautifying. I make beauty videos and life videos and sometimes I just sit down and talk to a camera on YouTube and it's a fun time. It is. I can vouch. It's a fun time. Yes. It's a fun time. Um, you can find this podcast Ooh. on Instagram at XOXOPod. And on Twitter at XOXOPod. Very easy to find. It's where we like to keep it simple for you folks. And if you like this podcast, 
please rate us and review us on iTunes because it would really help us out because we are very small people living in a big world. Oh, it's a big old fishbowl podcast out there. There's so many good ones and we just want to, we just want people to find it. Exactly. And if you have anything to say or if you want us to maybe focus on other things, leave a comment and we will read them. Yeah. And love them. We will. We'll love them. We'll love them. And not only is this podcast available on iTunes, it's also available on SoundCloud and Stitcher Radio. That's right, baby. We are everywhere. You can't escape us. We're here forever. <sighs> so, this thing's escalated quickly. Yes. So, wrapping this up. Yeah. You, you know, know you love, love me. me. XOXO. XOXO.